You're listening to the Bethel University Chapel Podcast, recorded from the Everstwar Chapel Fine Arts Center in Mishawaka, Indiana. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope that you can hear me okay. Um, it's exciting to be here with you. If I'm being honest, it is equally terrifying for me to be here with you, even though I'm not even there in person. This is a Zoom call. Um, but public speaking has never been something that I've enjoyed. So I'm thankful that the Lord calls me to un- uncomfortable places. Um, he knows that I need to get over my fears. So it is a privilege to be here with you today. Um, I'm excited to join you. As it was already stated, I was a student back in, at Bethel all the way back in 2001 to 2005. And I recognize that as I say 2001, I think that that's the year that probably a lot of you in that room were actually born. Um, and that's just strange for me to say because I just don't think of myself as that old. Um, but here we are. So I remember this conference and I just remember how my time at Bethel really helped shape the way forward for my life. Um, and what I mean by that is this, that it was in 2001, I graduated high school, and that summer, I hopped on an airplane for the very first time in my life. I'd never flown anywhere, and I actually traveled overseas for the very first time in my life. Um, it was a short-term missions trip with my youth group, and we went to Peru, South America. Um, so up to that point, life just had looked so different for me, and I just had zero experience with understanding other cultures in the world. Um, and so when I came to Bustle, all of a sudden it became this, this place that was a platform for me to really learn about the world around me, um, in a way that I never had before. And, and this conference specifically my freshman year did have an impact on that. And, um, my sophomore year, I declared my major. I was an intercultural studies major. Um, and so because of that, I was thankful, uh, Bethel had these requirements. I had to do a semester abroad. I did an area study trip. Um, and I did things like an international internship. And so I'm just super grateful for each of those experiences because through them, uh, the Lord really cultivated for me, in me, a heart for missions um, and a heart for really discovering more of this world that he's created and stepping out into it. So I give credit to Bethel for that. Um, I don't know if I would be here where I am now and doing what I'm doing had it not been for those experiences. Uh, so as I heard on that intro video, you guys have been camped out in Acts 1-8 this week and really just unpacking um, the, the word of, of what it says of where Jesus called us to Jerusalem, to Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I get to talk about to the ends of the earth. Um, and I don't know what you guys have heard from others so far. Uh, so I'm maybe going to take a little bit of a different approach to it this morning, um, but I'm still talking about the ends of the earth, so don't worry. So... The ends of the earth, this whole call, Acts 1-8, I feel like the world just looks so different now than it did even all the way back in 2001. Um, and because of that, like, we just have to think through the lens a little differently. But there's three, I'm going to call them key truths from that verse, Acts 1-8, that, that I want to draw from today um, that I think have remained the same, that it's stood the test of time. So I'm going to go through the first few a little quickly because I want to give the most time to the last one. And again, this is maybe a different approach to what you're expecting today. Um, but I think these are important truths to grab onto and things that I think I wish I would have known better. Um, so the first truth is this, and I think there's going to be a slide that pops up for this, 
it's that we're all called to the ends of the earth. And you've heard that that's not a new truth to anybody. That just as we're called to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, we're called to everybody everywhere. And we're all called to be missionaries in some sense of the word. That doesn't mean that the majority of you will move your lives overseas and spend years of your life serving other, in other nations. Um, although I'm a huge champion for that, I love to see the Lord lead people across the globe and, and stepping into those places. I don't think it's where everyone has to go, but we're still all called to the nation. Um, and so most of you won't move your lives across the globe. And that's beautiful because the second truth is that you don't have to actually travel across the globe to get to the ends of the earth. Like I said at the beginning, the world has gotten a lot smaller and it's a little crazy to me to look back and think about how much I lacked those experiences growing up and how readily available they are to people now that it's just a part of people's lives to travel anywhere at any time. Um, it was just different for me as I grew up and it wasn't even that long ago, but the world keeps getting smaller and smaller every single day and cities and neighborhoods are flooded with people from all kinds of nations, all different walks of life. And it's such a beautiful thing. A um, hundred years ago, honestly, if you think back, a hundred years ago, you would have had to board a ship to get across the ocean to see another part of the world. And so many missionaries did that and props to them. Um, I can't imagine what that was like. There's such an ease to getting to places now. But the world has become... So much smaller access to it is easier than ever before and so when it comes to following jesus to the ends of the earth you really don't have to go that far to get there i think that the call to to the ends of the earth earth is much more about being called to everyone everywhere um jerusalem as you guys have already heard i'm sure was that place that was close to home right it was the disciples' neighborhood, right there where they were. And then Judea and Samaria had this stigma to them of being the really rough places, those tougher neighborhoods to walk into, maybe the place that was seen on the wrong side of the tracks. Maybe they were uncomfortable or even scary to go to. And then the ends of the earth, again, just encompasses everybody everywhere else. We're called to our neighbors and our friends, and we're called to our families and our coworkers, just as much as we're called to those places on the wrong side of the tracks, and just as much as we're called to war-torn nations across the globe and people who've never heard of Jesus ever before, we're called to each and every person. Okay, so now I want to dive into number three. I said I'd go through those first two quickly, um, but I wanted to camp out here for a second. I promise I will talk about the worst happening here in Thailand, um, but if there's one truth that I just want you guys to catch today, it would be this one. Number three is that the best way to position yourself to go is to first come. I think when I look back and, and read the stories in the gospel and I think about Jesus and his disciples, before there was ever a great commission, before um, Matthew 28, 19 to 20 ever happened, and Jesus spoke those words of, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, before that ever happened and he sent a single person out, he first called each of them to come. Come and follow me was the mantra of Jesus. He used it in every person that he called. He told them, come and follow me. And he's always calling people into his presence. He's, he's calling us to come close, to really learn from him and to lean on him, to learn what it means to rely on him and, and to see what he's all about. And then from that space, he invites us to go and to do the same. 
And I think sometimes we skip over that first part or at least maybe miss out on the fullness of it. And I know that was the place that I felt like I sat in, um, especially as college age Christie. And, and I don't know, maybe it was just a different experience for me, but I was really good at doing things that looked like coming. Um, I think we get really good at that. So we carve out our five to 20 minutes maybe of time alone with God every day, or maybe it's every other day. We come to chapel three times a week. Um, we attend church every Sunday. Sometimes we go on Wednesday nights. We volunteer in ministries and in churches. We join Bible studies and small groups, and sometimes we lead them. And all of those are really great things. And I hope you don't hear me say that they're not. Um, but I think, I think that we can sometimes do these things that look like coming, and we can actually miss stepping fully into the presence of the Lord and stepping into his invitation to actually come close enough to follow him and, and live as he lived to do what he did. Um, it's taken me a long time to learn how to rely on his presence. And, and I, I, I just want you to catch that the invitation is to come close, to come into his presence. He calls us to, to come close. And I like to say to scoot up as close to his side as we can get. Um, because from that space, we, we get to learn to rely on him and to learn from him. Um, in ways that we never have before. And in that space, we also won't miss the things that, that he's speaking out, the places that he's calling us to go and the people that he wants us to reach out to that really aren't that far from us. They're right there in our neighborhoods, in our cities, um, across the street from us, and across the world. And so when we're tucked up next to the Father, when we're listening to the things that he's saying, when we're cultivating that relationship with him, uh, we're not going to miss those things. For me, my heart and my hope has always been that we would learn to live as though Acts 17:28 is true. And if you don't know that one, it says simply, for in him we live and move and have our being. And I love that scripture so much that I'm trying to learn how to lean into that and really understand it. And I love that earlier in that same passage, it says that, that God marked out their appointed times, people's appointed times in history. And, and so he knew that we would each be in the spaces that we are now with the people that we are now for this time in our lives. And he did that. He marked those spaces out in the hope that we would reach out for him and that we would, that we would search for him and, and we'd find him because he's not far from any one of us. And that's the culmination of what that scripture says. And I think it's so beautiful that he calls us to come close. He calls us to come into his presence because he knows that he has everything that we need. And he also has everything that we're supposed to actually carry out into the world. So if we're not coming into that space, then we're going to lack the very things that, that he's called us to take to the ends of the earth. So I just want you to hear that this morning. It's why I spend the most time on that part of, of I want you to learn just what it is to scoot up next to Jesus, because the reality is that we all need that. Um, so I hope you can hear my heart in that today, because I didn't get it. It took me so much longer than I wanted it to, to learn how to rely on the Lord. And, and I am by no means perfect at it. Being a missionary overseas does not mean that you have this perfect relationship with the Lord, um, that you're getting it right all the time, because I get it wrong a lot, a lot of the time. Um, but I'm learning every single day how to, to lean a little bit more on him, how to come closer, and, um, how to look for the ways that he's moving in the world and how I can partner with him in those places. 
I want to let some uh, pictures scroll for a little bit just so you can see something other than my face during our time together. Um, but I'm going to keep talking even as those pictures are scrolling. Um, living here in Thailand, I've honestly learned a whole new dependence on the Lord. And I've learned how much I just need him to lead me, um, to make things happen that I can't make happen on my own. I need him to help me as I'm building relationships with people here who have vastly different backgrounds and vastly different stories than I have. And I need him to help show me how to build those relationships and also teach me all the ways that we're similar because of those relationships and, and what I get to see the Lord doing in other people's lives. I'm learning so much more about his heart um, and seeing just a bigger picture of who he is because I get to see him at work in, in those that I get to serve. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, and I think that's what's so cool about his call in Acts 1-8, that he calls us to our neighbors and our family, to the tough places and to the tough people, and then to everyone else, because I think he hopes that our going will actually bring us closer to him because we'll have to rely on him. Um, because we'll, we'll get to see him at work in others. And so all of those things are going actually gives us an opportunity to get closer to God, to understand him more. I think it's an incredible invitation um, that we're all called to, but it's definitely one that takes courage. No matter what part of the world he calls you to, it's something that takes courage to step out of your comfort zone, to step out of your little bubble, the, the places that you feel safe and understood and to step into these places that the Lord asks you, because he will definitely ask you to step into some uncomfortable places. It's what he does. Um, but it'll take scooting up close to his side, as close as you can get. It'll take leaning on him and then taking a step of courage to, to go to the places that he calls you. Here's what I didn't know could happen if I followed Jesus to the ends of the earth. I didn't know that I would end up in Thailand for six and a half years. And I don't have any plans to move my life anywhere else in the near future. I didn't know that starting out here, I would have the opportunity to help develop a business um, that would walk alongside and empower women. <coughs> Excuse me. Walk alongside and empower women to pursue their dreams, to be baristas, to be seamstresses, to be businesswomen. Um, also while providing for them a job that helps them support their families. I didn't know I'd get to be a part of that and helping develop that and see those dreams come true for them. I didn't know that I would now have the opportunity to partner with the local Thai government and to learn how to walk alongside them to fight for children who've been abandoned to be restored to families through adoption. Um, it's a direction that our ministry is headed in a new project that we're starting. And I didn't know that it would get to be a part of that. And it's incredible to me. And I didn't know that I would get to take a childhood dream of writing a book someday and actually see that happen. But the Lord, he made space for all of these things simply because I made space for him. Walking closely with him has radically changed my life and, and it's opened doors that I would have never imagined possible. Um, and I just love the gift that it is to follow him to the ends of the earth, whatever that looks like for you. For some of you, maybe it is you need to get yourself on a trip overseas. You need to learn about another part of the world. You need to experience a culture that's different in your, than your own. And you need to actually go overseas to do that. But for some of you, you just need to get to that neighborhood that's across town that is also filled with people that are vastly different from you. 
And you need to experience the Lord in that place. You need to experience having to rely on him because it's an uncomfortable place to go. Um, you need to experience what it could look like for you to step into that place with whatever gifts, talents, dreams, passions you have and just say, here I am, God, use me. And he will. He'll open doors that you would have never imagined possible. I am a living testimony of that. Everything that I get to be a part of, everything that that I've gotten to do, not only in these past six and a half years, but in all those years in ministry leading up to this time, the Lord made all of that possible simply because I stepped into a place of saying yes to him. And again, do not hear me say that I am perfect at this. I get it wrong a lot. I say no a lot. I let fear stop me a lot. Um, and so often it just takes an incredible amount of courage to follow the Lord into the world, to follow him into those dreams, to follow him into those passions. Um, and I want you to have the courage to do that. And I hope that you'll grab a hold of that today. Uh, to speak to one of the dreams that the Lord has made come true. I mean, it was already said in my introduction, but I want to let you know about this resource that'll be available today. There will eventually be a slide that goes up. Maybe it's up now. I don't even know. Um, but my friend and I had the opportunity to step into this dream with the Lord to write a book. And, and our goal was that we were going to create a resource to use with the women here in Thailand and Burma, something that we would translate into their languages. Um, a book is written specifically for women, but honestly, anyone could grab it and learn from it. Um, but we just, we wanted to have something that we could use to teach people about the heart of, a, of the Father, to learn what it is. To, to really walk with him, and, and not only that, um, but to understand that he calls us to live courageous lives and to help push people toward that. Um, so that was the dream. That was the goal, and that is what's happening. We have the book in Thai and Burmese. It's being translated into the Korean language, which is just all incredible. We wanted to do this project because resources like that just don't exist here in Thailand. Um, they're not available to people. And so we thought, we'll create our own. But the Lord took that dream and he just blew it up, um, blew it up in a good way because he made it possible for us to actually get that book published in America. And it was released this past June of 2022, which is still unbelievable to me. Um, and I say we a lot in that because my friend Kate, um, she's there somewhere in that chapel. I don't know where, but hi to you, Kate. Um, but she and I did this together and stepped into this place. And so... The book is called A Place Called Braverly. Um, it is based on the ministry um, of Braverly, based on it loosely. I say that loosely. So it's inspired by the work that's happening here, um, but it is by no means a story of the women. Um, so I want to be clear about that. But what we do in the book is we take the motto that's painted on our cafe wall here in, here in Mayfot that says, live brave, dream bravely, and influence bravery. Um, and we take these big ideas and we try to unpack them in very practical ways. And so Kate and I share from our own personal journeys with the Lord. Um, and we dive into different scriptures and we just talk about what can it look like to actually live brave? Like, what would it take to do that? What could it look like to actually dream bravely? Like, what kind of a dream is that to, to be a brave dream? And short answer, I think it's one that's too big for you to handle on your own that requires God to, to be a part of it or else it's not going to happen. Um, and then what could it look like if our courageous steps could influence other people? Because that's what it does. You see someone take a step of courage, and you start to think, gosh, if they can do that, surely I can do this. 
Um, and so we take those ideas and we try to unpack them in a way that just makes sense and helps people to live it out. Um, so if you're someone sitting there and you're looking for just that push toward living a life of courage, um, or even just that extra encouragement in your walk with the Lord, something that'll help you dive even deeper with Him, I would encourage you to check that out. Again, I know I said what, we wrote it with women in mind, but anybody could pick that up. Um, so on this slide, if it is still up, if it's not, it's fine. Um, but we, we have a discount that we're running on the book today. We've actually never run this discount on it before, but we wanted to throw a discount your way. Um, so today it's 25% off. Um, so that makes the cost of the book go down to $12.75, which I think is the price of two large coffees in America, maybe three if you're lucky. It's been a while since I've bought a coffee in America, um, but I hear it's expensive. So the cost of two coffees, $12.75, 25% off. You can check that out. Kate is actually going to be out at a table um, and has some of those books available for you. Or you can hop online at a place called bravely.com um, and get the book there. You can also learn more about Braverly there. If you want to connect with Kate or I, we're happy to connect with you. And all of our contact information is there as well. I feel like such a saleswoman with that. But I just wanted to let you know that that's available. Um, I'm, I'm just super thankful to be here with you guys. I think if I could tell you one other thing, I think the greatest benefit to following God to the end of the earth is simply that you get to see him work in ways that you've never seen before and in ways that you just never imagined. Um, and he'll open doors for you that will just blow your mind. Um, so I pray that you step into those places. I pray that you walk with courage. Um, I pray that you just take to heart his call to you, that you are called to everyone everywhere. You don't have to go far to get to who you're called to. You just need to be open and you just need to step with courage. I have no idea where we go from here. Um, and who I'm supposed to pass it off to. Well, yours truly, Christy. Can you see me? <laughs> hey, yeah. good to see you. Thank you for your words, and it's just a, such a blessing to hear about the ministry, and we miss you here, but we're just proud of you and what God's doing in your life, and thank you for sharing with our students. We've had a really good week. Would you thank Christy? Thanks for listening to the Bethel University Chapel Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and get more information at chapel.betheluniversity.edu or check us out on the iTunes store by searching for Bethel University Chapel.